0: Hello and welcome to episode number 23 of the Holistic Lifestyle Guide podcast. This episode is called, What is Nature Deficit Disorder? So quite simply, nature deficit disorder is exactly what it sounds like. It's not spending enough time in nature. It's not an actual medical condition, but it is a real thing. So when I say not a medical condition, this isn't something that you can go to the doctor and get diagnosed for and get you know, some pill for. It's not like that kind of a thing. What it is, is something that like a, a collection of symptoms that happen because of the cause. And the cause is just not spending enough time in nature. So while this can lead to physical issues, real physical symptoms, it's mostly just... Um, it, it's mostly mental, I would say, and a little bit of spiritual as well. But it is also physical when it comes to the, the vitamin D aspect. If you're not out in the sunshine enough, you're not going to get enough vitamin D. So humans are a part of nature, physically and energetically, just like animals are. And we've seen what happens when we take over animals' natural habitats. It's not normal. It's not healthy to spend so much time away from um, the natural world. You know, it's it's um, it's the lush greenery of the natural world that makes us feel calm and healthy. So how did nature deficit order, disorder come to be? This is something that Richard Louvre, he's an author, he coined this term in his book Last Child in the Woods. He's also written other nature-themed books like The Nature Principle and Vitamin N, the one that I read was The Nature Principle, and that was very good, and it got me interested in this subject. And this, when I read that book, it kind of opened my eyes to how much nature we really need. Up until that point, I had really just been going outside when I needed to get to my car to drive somewhere, if I needed to get to work. You know, I'd walk from my car to work, I'd walk from my house to my car, and, you know, sometimes if it's nice out, you you want to be outside, but you never really... Uh, ugh, feel the drive to to be out in nature unless you're aware of what happens when you're not in nature and also i also just recently did a blog post about this about the connection between spirituality and nature and this is why i said previously that when you're not in nature enough you start to have um some symptoms that are more spiritual symptoms so you start to feel disconnected from not only the natural world, but the universe. Like, I don't think you can really spend 90% of your time indoors and still feel connected to these things. And so this is another thing I wanted to go into was um, the way that the world is, um, I, I should say big cities. When you go into a big city, the primary color that you see is gray. There's just gray buildings, gray roads, gray parking lots. You're just bombarded by the typical city noise of engines, traffic, and sirens. And your nose is just permeated with car exhaust and rotting garbage. And there's like a thin veil of smoke in the air that makes the sun look hazy, if you can even see the sun at all, because there's so many buildings. Um, And, you, you know, you can just forget about seeing the stars at night. And this is the kind of thing that happens in very large cities and even regular-sized towns even. So it's a safe bet that just imagining this makes your soul crave to sit in a forest or to bask on a beach or run through a meadow of wildflowers. So um, I think the percentage is about 80% of Americans that live in a world full of noise pollution, light pollution, con- concrete Landscapes, it's it's the this is why there is such a thing as nature deficit di- disorder if there's eighty percent of Americans that live this way. So a huge factor in this problem is that technology has trained us to stay indoors, working on our laptops, playing our video games, catching up on our TV shows, um, sitting on our phones twenty four seven, you know, these are the factors that go into why. We have this problem of not enough nature. So, what are the symptoms of nature deficit disorder? Like I said earlier, you might not have actual physical symptoms, but so behavioral change issues in children are a result of not enough time in nature. So, behavioral issues are mostly mental. So, some parents have reported their children becoming more aggressive, becoming moody, becoming more depressed. And adults might notice these symptoms too in themselves because we're much, you know, we're we're just like kids, you know, we need the daylight, we need the nature, but because we're so distracted by life's problems, work and bills and chores and family issues, we don't take the time to fix these problems. We might not even notice these problems and it takes a really aware person to notice them. And like I said, I didn't notice these things until I read the book and you know, I became more spiritual. When you have a spiritual awakening, it really makes you feel like everything is fake unless it's nature. That's pretty much what my, you know, my whole thing was. And I just, I started becoming kind of obsessed with natural things and I changed all of my um, hygiene and cleaning products over to natural things. And I started spending more time outside. I started going camping all the time and I... Another side thing, this is kind of a tangent, but I used to go to concerts all the time. Concerts was my thing. You know, I'd go to all these shows, hundreds of them. And then once I started becoming more spiritual, I, I did not lose my love of music. In fact, my love of music got stronger, but I no longer felt comfortable inside these places where I would go, you know, like the clubs and the bars and indoor places. It just, it seems so odd to me that I'm enjoying this music and it's making me feel expansive, but I'm being held tight in these four walls and I can't even see the sky. I can't see a tree. And so my mind is going expanding as I'm listening to music. But then I I look around and I see, you know, like vents in the walls and people drinking and it's just a bad environment. And that's why. I, I much prefer being out in nature now when I listen to music. I go to a lot of music festivals and they're all outside. And so I also go camping. I, I do so many more things outside that I than I used to. And it's made a huge difference. And it makes me really realize how much I was missing out of life before all of these years that I, decades really, that I spent just sitting inside <laughs> i mean i'll even in the summer i would just sit inside and listen to music and i don't even it just makes me cringe now because i just can't believe that i ever used to be that way so like i said when you start to be more spiritual or even when you just appreciate nature because you have it in you to appreciate it from an early age and you don't you don't lose that you you just notice a simple desire for nature and I used to be at work and I would just daydream that I was in a secluded, wooded area listening to birds chirping. And I knew that was a sign that I needed more nature in my life. So that brings me to how do you cure nature deficit disorder? Since it is not exactly a medical condition, the cure is simple spend more time in nature and the symptoms will quickly and easily go away. This is. This really is a disease, in quotes, that we bring on ourselves by choosing to live in unnatural environments, by choosing to avoid the outdoors, or sometimes not even being aware that you're choosing this. Like I said, for so many decades of my life, I didn't know that I was making the wrong choice. I was just simply unaware. I didn't have reminders, you know, like books like this at the time. I didn't have symptoms or i might have had the symptoms and i i might not have understood that they were a result of not being in nature so the more that the more time that i spent in nature the more i started to think about you know the deep philosophical things about life and ch- trying to find my life purpose trying to live consciously trying to live aware of just be more aware of everything so um there are actual studies about this that have shown that adequate time in nature results in many holistic benefits so there was a study that studied adults in a wilderness camp and i'm just going to read this quote from this study right here nature immersion in a camp setting positively affected the participants relationship with nature increased relaxation along with decreased perceived stress, increased positive emotions and decreased negative emotions, increased sense of wholeness and experience of transcendence, and enhanced social interaction. This research research supports the holistic health value of being in a natural environment. Connection to nature appears to be associated with reduced stress, greater holistic health, and well-being, thus counteracting the risk of The effects of nature deficit disorder. And I I put a link to that study in my blog post. I have a blog post that's about this um, exact thing. So now I'm going to go over, this is probably the part that you were waiting for. If you know that you have nature deficit disorder, if you want to prevent it, here is how to get more nature into your life. So I'm going to go over about 10 or 15 suggestions here and that's gonna be the fun part of this episode so going for a walk a jog or a bike ride preferably near water or trees this is something that is so simple and most people can do if you don't have a bike walk or jog if you're not near water or trees um, there are parks if you live in the middle of like a really big city there's parks you might have to drive to a park you might have to take a bus. But there are parks around or you really just need a small group of trees that is not, um, you know, super surrounded by a bunch of concrete and surrounded by a bunch of noise. It can be literally just like a five foot square of nature. You can just sit down in it. So that's something you can do. You can go hiking at a local state park, a trail or nature, a nature reserve. I have been just i'm trying to hit up all the state parks in my state and i think i've been to maybe a third of them so far and they're really amazing because they're preserved for this they're going to be free of excess light pollution and excess noise pollution And you can go camping in these state parks, and they are some of the best camping ever. So they don't have full hookups, of course, if you've got a camper like I do, but you can tent it. You can have electricity, too, and they provide water. They usually have showers and bathrooms and trails. Trails for miles. It's one of my favorite things. And camping camping and hiking, yeah, that's pretty much how I spend like half of my summer now. Another thing you can do is go to a place where you can watch the sunset and the sunrise every day. This is also good for your circadian rhythm. It's good for so many reasons, um, holistically. And it's just, this is the best time of the day. If you ask me, the best two times of the day is when the sun's going down and the sun's coming up and you might not be able to catch both of those. You might only be able to catch one or maybe even neither because you might work a job, Where I've worked jobs where I've had to start after the sun went down and before the sun came up. So every time I was outside, it was dark. And then, of course, I had to sleep so I couldn't watch the sunrise or the sunset. And that's just, I can't even explain how horrible that is. And I will never do that again if I can help it. So another thing that you can do is plant a garden. Um, gardening is so good for mental health. It's so good for your physical health to actually get into the dirt. And of course, it's good because you are in charge of your food of what's going into your body. You can choose the right seeds, you can, you know, not put any chemicals on this stuff. And there you go, you've got a healthy, inexpensive hobby. So you can start um, doing nature photography. This is also something that I do. Um, I did a lot of it before, but not so much anymore because I have a a camera that's now um, probably almost 15 years old, and it's just not as good (laughs) anymore. But I still do go hiking and take pictures with my cell phone because that's, you know, it's it's lighter to carry around. Um, So when you do nature photography, it kind of does something special to you it's more than just being in nature because what you're doing is you're actually looking for the art that exists in nature. And that's something I think that everybody should do. Um, I mean, obviously you might not even have an interest in it at all, which is, I'm not going to say to force yourself, but if you have any interest at all in hiking or beautiful things or art, then I would suggest doing nature photography. You don't even have to be professional about it. You don't need a fancy camera. You can just use your phone because the, 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 whole, the whole reason why nature photography is healthy is because it's what's happening inside you. You're looking, you're being observant, and you're being aware of uh, how the sky looks behind the tree how the water is trickling past the grass. You know, things like that are going to make you really appreciate nature. So you can buy some plants and keep them indoors, and this is a great way to stay connected to nature when it's winter time or it's a rainy day. It also helps the air quality. You can go swimming, and this is preferably in a lake or an ocean because if you're swimming in a chlorinated pool um, you're not getting any, really any benefits out of it. you I mean, you're getting the physical benefits, but you're not really getting the earthing part of it. Like when you have your bare feet on the sand in the, the bottom of the water, that's gives you a whole different benefit. So if you can try to swim in a lake or an ocean or a stream, something like that, you can get a nature journal and sit outside and write. So this is something that I plan on making someday. Some of you might know that I make and sell journals and, you know, planners and things like that on my Etsy shop, and I do intend to make a nature journal eventually. So that's something you can do to be more connected to nature because not only are you in nature, but it's helping you to be creative and observant and that goes along with the photography so if you do photography and nature journaling at the same time even better you can also draw or paint outside and this is uh, a really great way to also besides photography and writing to express your artistic side outside and that kind of adds another element to connecting to nature because you're not just in nature looking around you know it's kind of a A synesthetic. Is that the right word I'm thinking of? Where, you know, you're a symbiotic. I think that's the word I'm thinking of. Symbiotic relationship with nature where nature is giving to you. It's giving you this inspiration and you're giving back by expressing how nature is making you feel. So, another thing you can do outside that's really cool is yoga or qigong, or you can do meditation outside. Any of these things work on the same principle as being artistic. You are you know you're connecting to your body um, and those are working with energy, and doing that outside just brings it to a whole new level. You can collect things in nature, such as rocks and shells and leaves and things like that. Um, I don't know how many times I've gone to a beach or hiking and came home with rocks. And I I picked the, the rocks specifically because they stand out to me and I feel connected to them. And then of course, once I get home, they just go on my shelf and then I don't even remember where I got them, which is kind of a regret of mine. I wish I would've kept track of that, but it's still nice to collect things in nature and bring them home. That's a great way to bring nature inside. So you can also go apple picking or fruit picking, any type of fruit that grows in your area. And this kind of is like an extension of growing your own stuff. If you can't grow your own, there are always places where you can go and pick apples. You can get a boat, a canoe, or a kayak, and then take a ride on your lake or river next to you or wherever it happens to be closest to you. Um, this is something that I want to do someday, but you know, they're very expensive and I don't have a way to haul it, but if you have a way to transport one of these things around, or if you have a cabin you can keep it at, even better. Another thing is you can lay in a hammock in your yard, and this would work really good if you have two trees that are within the right distance apart. Um, I actually have a hammock, but there's like a really steep hill behind where I live, and it's um I just haven't set it up yet, but I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. The trees have branches really low, and so there's you know you got to be pretty careful with where you are because you're gonna you actually might hurt the tree too. So um, when you put a hammock on a tree, be sure to wrap the tree first with a towel or something. When i go to music festivals people it's uh, it's very common to have hammocks on the trees and a lot of people put if they have nothing else they'll put like a cardboard around the tree first because it's very bad for the tree to lose the bark that's how trees die sometimes um when the birds there's uh wood i think I, it might be woodpeckers but it might be other birds too that pack the the bark away And then that's, you know, that's how the tree stays protected. So um, when you use a hammock, be sure to save the trees. So another thing that you can do to um, prevent or treat uh, nature deficit disorder is if you like to be tan, work on your tan naturally rather than at the salon. Not only is it healthier, but if you're outside in nature, that's doing multiple things at one time. So the last thing on this list that I can mention here is to watch nature documentaries or listen to nature CDs. This is something that I love doing um, when I have to be indoors. I love nature documentaries. I would rather watch them than real movies. I'm really not so much into fiction movies anymore. I would rather just watch things that are entertaining or something that's going to make me feel like I'm outside. Nature CDs are great too. And even YouTube has a lot of um really awesome channels that are good for this. Um, they have like nature sounds, a lot of white noise sounds, like the sounds of storms and things like that. They're just amazing. So, to wrap this up, nature deficit disorder does not have to happen to you. There are plenty of suggestions here to keep a good healthy dose of nature into your life. And um, So yeah, I really hope you got some benefit out of this, and from here on out, you won't have to worry about not spending enough time in nature anymore because you know that it's important. You know what you can do to either prevent it or to lessen the severity of your problems that you have from not being in nature. And I highly recommend checking out Richard Louvre's books. I only read the one so far, but I will eventually read them all. And I'll leave a link down in the show notes to the book that I read, because since that's the only one that I can say is good, is I, that'd be the one that I'll recommend to you. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope to have you on board for the next episode.